0: Uh, yeah, I see a lot. I see a lot of couples that work in this industry that are strained. Oh hell
1: yeah! 2018 was like every YouTube couple broke up. Yeah. yeah, it was like we broke up was the the number one yeah. title for That's videos. You know, so many of those videos. I know. Um, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no it's- comment. What's up? This is Kane and Pia, and you're
2: watching us on Living Large.
0: Hey, <laughs>
1: G'day mateys, welcome into the podcast, another episode of Living Large! If you guys are watching us on YouTube, make sure you guys drop a thumbs up and leave a comment. And also, if you're listening on a podcast app, rate us five stars so we can pass Logan Paul to that number one spot. Today's guest, the reason I introed with G'day mateys, are two Australian mateys of mine. G'day <laughs> K- 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 possums. Caden K- P why you say possums?
0: Uh, possums is like a small rat animal that is- Yeah, yeah, we have those in America. Okay.
2: He we, just thinks it's the most Aussie thing he could possibly say. Yeah.
1: But Wallabies. We yeah. <laughs> G'day, we Wallabies. That's not the same. That's not the same. <laughs> Welcome onto the show, you guys. Thanks. Thanks for having us. First and foremost, congratulations on being married finally. Well, I, was, I know. I was wondering what Kane was doing. Seriously? She was spending all my money. That's why.
0: <laughs> Every time we got enough money to kind of buy a ring, I would like see it just disappear and then there'd be like a new Chloe bag and a Burberry uh, bag. But, okay. <laughs> we'll wait another six months.
1: That's, that's awesome. It. So, well, you guys are coming into town for your annual. Yes, Coachella Kilgram-age. trip. Are you excited for I know Kane looks forward to this like it's every it's year. It's the only time of the year I get to see you. <laughs> What are do you doing, in Australia? Are you hanging out with any mateys? Not really, no. no. We don't have many creators in Australia. What's uh let's just jump jump right into the married life. What's the married life been like? Do you know what? It's
2: kind of the same. Really? We've been together for nine years. That's
1: a long like, time. Like we
2: have, you know, a house, a dog, all that sort of stuff. So we basically just put rings on and now he's already lost his ring.
1: Oh yeah. So- <laughs> what happened? Like twelve weeks in. You lost your ring. You're at the bar. The day before going to the club, yep, I was yep. like, oh <laughs> So happens to come to Coachella, doesn't have a ring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, actually, after this, we're gonna go train, and then we're gonna go buy a ring. We've already already. Why up. in America? But why? What do you mean? Just because
2: I won't let him go to Coachella with uh, that one. Okay, that
1: one. <laughs> I was like, why buy the ring in America? <laughs> no, no, no. We we got we got the ring sorted. It's gonna we're gonna get it this afternoon. That's yeah. good. I want to talk about this because Pia, you guys have built an empire on Instagram and YouTube. You used to be a lawyer?
2: Yes, yeah, I was a corporate lawyer before that. Like
1: actual lawyer or trying to be a lawyer?
2: No, I was a full-time corporate lawyer. Yep, did all that. And basically about a year into the workforce, I just decided that I really didn't like it anymore. So we actually started a business. So our intent was never really to go and become content creators or YouTube or anything like that. We wanted to start a business together, which we did. And we launched um, eco friendly yoga mats and things like that. Oh,
1: so you started like an e commerce thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Before, I didn't know Before that.
0: we knew we could sell it on social media. Oh,
1: wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so we started um, We started an e-com store. Basically, I would go every single day to the law firm, do like a 10-hour day at work, and then come home. And in our one-bedroom apartment, we had like 400 yoga mats just stacked in there. Whoa.
1: <laughs> you guys are really bootlegging. Yeah, oh, 100%. So we
2: even have photos of me like on the floor of this apartment, hand-packing it all and like re- responding to customers at 2 a.m. and stuff
1: like that. So, So how did you guys, before social media, how did you sell yoga mats like how did you get the word out well
0: <laughs> well this is a funny story um pia was at a law firm and i was working as a graphic designer mm-hmm. so between us we had our regular bills and our monthly mortgage right. and that sort of stuff didn't have much money to spare but we wanted to do something that was outside of um kind of what we were doing on our nine to fives so pia decided that she wanted to start working on this yoga mat project which i backed fully But we kind of had very limited money to make this happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And as it happens, when all the yoga mats turned up and we kind of had our last $5 into this business project, we realized that all the yoga mats were um, faulty. Mm. They They were were printed upside down. Oh, no. So we had to send them all back and get them fixed again, which cost more money. So then we had a house full of yoga mats, but actually didn't have any money to promote it. Mm. Yeah. So then we looked around and think, what do we do? Like we're, we're screwed. Like we've started this business. We didn't plan it properly. We didn't have enough budget. And now we've got a house full of yoga mats and don't know what to do. So we kind of just figured out that we, maybe we'd take a photo on Instagram and see if any of our close friends... Want to buy a yoga mat, and maybe that would get the money rolling. Right, right. And that's that's kind of how it started. I literally had
2: like three hundred followers, so I was just like a normal, you know, I wasn't creating content or anything. He was like, "Babe, let's get on the roof, do a yoga pose. I'm gonna take a photo of you, and we're just gonna see if anyone wants to buy them." And so we posted a few photos. Kane was pretty handy with a camera at the time already because he's like a creative. No, I wasn't. You're better
0: now. Much (laughs) (laughs) better.
2: And so we posted these photos, and all of a sudden, one of our friends contacted us and was like, "Hey." I have a yoga studio. I'm not sure if you know. I'll buy a hundred.
1: Oh, whoa. Yeah. Mm. And how many do you have in stock?
0: Like, like I th- yeah, I think 400.
1: Yeah. Oh, so she bought a quarter. Yeah. It, honestly,
0: <laughs> it kickstarted our business. Yeah. Like, and we didn't even give her time to, to kind of second guess it. we were like, yeah, sure. Let's do this. We got a van, loaded it up, and I went and got the cash straight away.
1: And like that was how we started.
2: Literally physically drove it there and we're like, please take these.
1: So that's how you started the yoga mat business. But yeah. how did you get popping on Instagram?
2: Well, that's what and we why. just kind of realized from this. We realized that putting it on Instagram might be a good way to reach people. So then basically every weekend we would like go out together and go take all these photos and just put a little bit of effort into content.
1: And this is when you were still working mm. as a lawyer and a graphic designer. Yeah. yeah. Both full time. That's yeah. what a lot of people don't understand. They think that they could just like quit what they're doing and just be a full time no. social media star. So no. we, <laughs>
0: I think I was still taking Pia's photos for a year and a half before I quit my job. Yeah. And Pia quit her job after like, what, six, eight months?
2: Yeah. About six months after starting the business. And starting to kind of get a bit of growth on Instagram. Because for some reason, I found it so much easier to build my personal page than the business page. Right, right. So that one kind of just took off a lot quicker. And then we found out after a while, we had like, you know, 50,000 followers and then Uh 100,000 followers. And then all of a sudden, other brands were contacting us and being like, hey, can we send you some gifts or can you shoot for us? And this is kind of before like the word influencer was really Mm -hmm. like a massive... You know, things. Right, right. So we're we going were just, back like four years now. Yeah, four yeah, years. yeah, yeah, back four years. And so then all of a sudden my social media just kind of took off because we were just putting effort into it to try and grow a business. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so incidentally, we built the social media. Yeah, I think also <laughs> at
0: the time it was – Peter got a lot of press because this law, girl from the law firm – had quit to go into Instagram. It was kind of like unheard of. Mm -hmm. And four years ago, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Now a lot of people, obviously, they still get the degrees in whatever they're doing, but they still want to pursue social media, which is fine. But back then, that was kind of like a big deal, and a lot of people reported on it. Um, And then a few magazines, for some reason, were reporting that she was charging $400,000 a post. (laughs) False news. False news. It got got, um, a lot of attention. I think one day her Instagram group are like 160,000.
1: Yeah. In one day? In yeah. one day. From like the, just the press. I the-
2: hit 1.5 million and then the Daily Mail wrote an article saying like, oh my gosh, 1.5 million. Because in Australia, like the numbers aren't as big as here uh-huh. in, in LA. And so that was kind of newsworthy. And then it was on the, do you remember the Snapchat news feed? Yeah, yes. It was literally on that. And then the next day I hit 1.6. Wow. I was like, yes. <laughs> and then we tried to replicate it. <laughs> it didn't yeah, work
1: I was going <laughs> to there's not like a lot of influencers that come out of, of Australia yeah I know it's a especially really small- dudes oh yeah like you see a bunch of girls but like I don't all I know is Alex Hayes really is yeah, who, yeah. And, and you guys that I think of as like content creators yeah it's honestly quite-
0: it's still it's still a weirdly taboo role I think that people still don't quite view it as a real job in Australia right um, like a lot of my friends that don't work in social media still think it's funny <laughs> it's still like, think, oh, yeah, you know, you're just going around taking photos on holiday. It's like, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 it's not that at all. <laughs> right. It, if, if you think that we're just taking photos on holiday I and having know. fun, then we're doing a good job.
1: I even saw when I when you were throwing up on your IG story, the timeline for your guys' wedding video. Mm. I know you spent some hours on that shit. Yeah,
0: that was that was a long video. And we had seven videographers for that as well.
1: Oh, seven? oh, so you had a lot of footage, mm. a lot of footage. Yeah, yeah that was How
2: our honeymoon, him just sitting there editing our, our <laughs> wedding video the entire
0: time. So good. romantic. It's <laughs> good because
1: you guys still hustle and you still like love to do it. How did you guys meet in the first place?
0: That was a weird one. I was actually working as a designer and I was booking um, a model to kind of do some small, small TV presenting, mm-hmm. like almost webisode presenting. And I saw Pia's profile and I was like, oh, that'll do, that girl, that'll
3: do. Love you
0: I was like, this girl would be great. So I called her up um, and we had like a five, ten minute conversation about the job. And then it turned out to be, what, four or five hours later, we were still on the phone. Yeah, he was just just super funny. Just talking. It was so weird.
2: (laughs) We just had the weirdest banter. We'd never met or anything like that. I was just like, ooh, English accent. (laughs) Oh, you're English. Yeah, Yeah,
0: originally. She didn't even know what I looked like at this point. Uh No eh? way. And so we started talking on the phone, added each other on Facebook, started kind of... Just messaging back and forth. And then, what, I think four weeks later, and we'd been on the phone a lot at this point, like two, three hours a day. Complete old school pen pal style, you know, long distance thing. And I called her up and said, Hey, what are you doing for breakfast tomorrow? And we lived 950 kilometers away. Yeah. Which
1: is how many miles? Like,
0: oh, I don't know, like three million It's like an hour and a half
2: flight. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So that's pretty far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it it was like here to Vegas.
2: Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I called her and said, What are you doing for breakfast tomorrow? And she goes, Oh, nothing. Why? And I said, Meet me for breakfast. And this kind of blew her mind. Yeah. I don't know why. Like for me, that's kind of.
2: I was like, what do you mean you're in Sydney? Because I was on the Gold Coast. Uh-huh. And he goes, no, I'll fly there. So the next morning he flew to, to the breakfast. Gold Coast for breakfast. That's pretty fucking dope. <laughs> I thought it was cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I didn't like, it, it blew her mind. For the day? No, for like two hours. Yeah. And we you went literally home? had breakfast. I got the
1: midday flight home. Yeah. How much money did you drop on this ticket? quite a lot <laughs> that's some effort right there yeah you, you know what it. she looked like though yeah that's why I you, know what you know what he looked like at this point
2: yes so we had added each other on facebook and stuff by this time so we oh, okay. and we'd also skyped and stuff so this oh. wasn't like creepy at this point we just really wanted to meet her, and her mom he was thought like, oh, it was
0: creepy her <laughs> mom made me meet her within like five minutes of me landing it was no so way. strange i landed pia picked me up she goes oh i've just forgotten something at the office we've got to pop in there Next minute, I'm like, oh. That was a plot. Hi, Mrs. Muhlenberg. Nice to meet you. you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. M- well, at least you met her on the first date. Just
0: double-checking I wasn't a psycho.
1: Yeah, right? You to come like murder her daughter. How old were you at the time? <laughs> I
2: was 20.
1: How old are you? 35 now. Okay. So yeah. this was nine years ago? Yeah. yeah. What was that like? A little, a little age gap there?
2: Yeah. Oh, totally fine. I'm much more mature than he is.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I mean, I would kind of agree with that now. Yeah, <laughs> right? <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I love him because he, he's like... A kid. <laughs> it was me, it exactly.
0: was me that lost the passports, the camera, the wallet, the money, and I our tr- IDs last year at Coachella. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I lost my camera. So, who's the responsible one? We
2: have this? to go find them.
0: I know, right? We're um, after this. We're gonna go buy a metal detector. Maybe we should tell everyone what happened. Actually, last year at Coachella, um, we got out of our Uber because somebody wasn't feeling so well, and I put <laughs> for my what th- reason? Yeah, I a don't know. Too much boozing. I think a little <laughs> bit tequila. And we put our backpack down. I put my backpack down. Then we got back in the Uber. And it wasn't until we got back to LA we realized we left everything just somewhere in the desert. We. We.
3: (laughs) me.
1: Just just too hungover, just no regard for any responsibility.
0: (sighs) Lost it all. Um, But then when we got back to Sydney, I remembered I had a tile GPS tracker in my bag. And we triggered it, and I now know exactly where the bag is.
1: Still? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hasn't moved.
2: So we are legitimately... My
0: backpack is in the desert. I know exactly where it is. Wait, it's still in
1: Palm Springs? Yes.
2: And we can track exactly where it is. So we're going to get a metal detector and go there. We're going to vlog the whole thing and try and find the backpack you, from last year.
1: Do you think someone took
0: the bag and just threw the tile out? I don't know. I'm just hoping the bag's not in like some big bikey's house. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, but you, where'd you leave it? Do you remember? Yeah, vaguely. Like just on the side of the street.
0: And then there was a sack. In the desert. like yeah, yeah. in the desert. Like not in between houses, just like in the desert. We stopped the cab so that someone could have a, have a just- moment.
1: So you think it's just next to the road somewhere?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and there was a sandstorm the next day in Coachella, and so it in just India. covered up. So I think it's covered up.
1: I want to find this thing. <laughs> no, <right? laughs>
2: I want to see all last year's photos and stuff. Yeah, it's like a time capsule.
1: All our pictures are on there. That's so sick, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hope it's
0: there. So do I. What kind of camera is it? Uh, Sony RX 100. Yeah, oh, just okay. a little one. Yeah. Cause you oh, can't thought, take
2: big cameras into the Coachella.
0: But what else? Was, yeah, what else was in the bag? Our uh, two passports. So after, oh yeah, oh, after how'd you get ca- back to Australia? We spent two days in immigration. Yeah. Oh wow. After Coachella last year, just disa-
1: to- you know, that's the biggest disaster. I was in the Bahamas and I lost my passport. You have to go to the embassy. Yeah. And you have to sit yeah. It was the embassy, right? It's
2: a pain, isn't
1: it? It's such a pain in the yeah. ass. Don't lose your passport in another country. No way. Um, Do not go
2: out drinking with your passports yeah. in your backpack. Yeah,
1: that's a definite no-go. <laughs> Hopefully we'll keep it together, this Coachella. I know I'm not going to.
2: <laughs> so you learn um, a lot from our vlogs. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Very educational. Well, I want to talk about your vlogs because I saw on the way here you tweeted something about YouTube. Someone claimed your video that had 12 million views and then yeah. they took it down. Has yes. YouTube been frustrating for you guys? Very. Why?
0: Um, because there's no kind of right or wrong. Like some of our videos get demonetized, some of our videos go super viral. Um, the one that got claimed yesterday had 12 million views. It was our, it was our holiday in the Maldives. Mm. And had 12 million views, which is great. You know, we'd already made the money on that months ago. Yeah, so yeah. that we've got the cash, that's fine. But what happened was someone stole our video, or took all, all of our B-roll, took all the clips of Pia running on the beach and all that sort of stuff, and then put their own music video to it. Uploaded that to YouTube as their music video with a record label backing it. And they've now claimed my video as stealing their content, even though we're in it.
2: And, and it's at, we shot it all. And they've they stolen our content. And never
1: any call but and said, hey, can we use this footage? No. And
0: now YouTube have sided with the artist. Not because us. of the label.
1: Yeah. You know what's interesting, man? I get about 40 to 50 emails a day of YouTube claiming my videos. Really? Serious. I'm.
0: Bro, this was our first one, and I'm freaked out. I'm I'm at the
1: point where I might just start a new channel because I'm not even kidding you. Every single one of my videos, you know, when I would do on my vlogs, but first, yeah, Hmm. they're claiming that two words.
3: Oh,
2: you're for the song
1: selfie because I use but first, so they're claiming my whole video. You know, SpongeBob time cards. Yep, two hours later. Yep, claiming my whole video.
2: Oh my goodness! This is what I don't get when it comes to
1: this kind of shit. It's like you make a 15 to 20 minute video and you use a fucking second yes. of someone's mm-hmm. content and they can take all the money from the whole video. Yeah. I mean,
0: logic would state that you would just be able to claim the portion, right? Right. And then fair enough. Yeah. Take that 0.01%. Yeah. I'm sorry. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, small creators are getting penalized massively at the moment. And, that's a, and there's that's nothing you could
1: do because I get an email from like, uh, umg and mm. it's like manually claimed your video yeah mm. and it doesn't tell me the song it just says manually claimed so i would have to look at the email then go to the video which yep. it just says manually claimed and see oh they claimed this part then i have to watch the whole fucking video yep. and then go edit it and then trim it it takes a day to process that edit on youtube mm. and then how long does it take for them to review it that see that you like for me to do that to 100 videos yeah, just not- because i use
4: Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: That's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, anyways, that's us venting
1: about YouTube drama over here. Uh, but speaking of drama, you guys, you guys are a pretty happy channel. Yeah, yeah. we're <laughs> trying to keep it good vibes. Why do you not do drama? drama? Or why don't you include like, I know you guys live real life, you get in arguments, why don't you include that kind of like banter?
2: Uh, I don't know, I think we're kind of open to it. It just hasn't really, I think what happens with us, with the vlogs, especially when we have the camera on, is even when stuff is going wrong, we kind of use that, we get excited about when things go wrong because then we're like, oh, there's kind of a a bit more of a story to our Mm. vlog, like a bit of a challenge to overcome. And for us, I think we just have like a funny attitude about it where, Maybe, if the camera was off, we would be like, "Oh my gosh we 've forgotten all our bags, or so, you know right, something right. would be really um it would kind of annoy us, but because right. we 're filming, we just have like this totally different attitude, and I guess we sort of see like we we put out the personality that I guess we like mirror in ourselves yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. know and like what we want to be, and that 's actually what we found is so nice with us vlogging because now we rarely get in arguments we kind of we work together, we live together."
1: We How are together that?
2: all the time. It, I
1: know that's very hard
0: from it, personal experience. Yeah, so it's yeah. <laughs> you know what? It, it could be really hard, but as as Pierre says, when you're filming everything, yeah, and th- you kind of have to be the person that you you want your dog to think you are. You know that sort yeah, of yeah. mentality. Um, when you are filming everything, if something goes wrong, <coughs> like for example, we are losing the passports last year. Technically, Pia should have been really mad at me. Yeah. She yeah. should have been every girlfriend. Uh, How are we getting home? All this sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And when the camera's on, all of a sudden, it's kind of kind of funny that I just put the bag down because she was feeling sick, and then we have to kind of work out how to get home, and we're stuck in a foreign country. Mm. That's actually kind of good content for a vlog. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, something happened in the Maldives on our, on our family honeymoon, our family moon, <laughs> and um, I forget what it was now, but basically her, her, her mum and her dad were like, is he doing this just for the vlog? And I was yeah. like, no, 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 I'm not. This is actually real, real life stuff is happening. Yeah. But when the video is rolling, you just have to be the best person you can be. Right. Because there's no point dwelling on the negative and just you know, going down that path guy, I don't think that's what people want to see.
2: I just think we, I don't know, we're not big arguers mm-hmm. in terms of... We both came from, you know, really regular jobs. We love what we're doing right now. And because we do it together, I think there's this sort of best friend mentality where we're you know we're working as a team and of course every now and then we'll have like a bit of a bicker when you know he's right. taking my photos and I'm like no another one yeah, and yeah, like yeah. that kind of thing but I don't know we don't have these huge arguments I think we're just both really excited at where we are at this point in our life we're having yeah. a lot of fun when like when we get like a little success or something we'll happy dance together uh-huh. so we don't have this kind of like friction in the relationship have you always
1: had that type of relationship or ever since mm. you're married it's like okay everything, or no. have you guys basically lived your lives like you're married for the last nine years. I mean, since,
0: since you moved in, yeah. But I think also after nine years, if you're arguing a bickering over little things, then yeah, there, yeah. there might be a bigger underlying problem that you need to mm-hmm. kind of look at right, as right. well. Um, I think once you've spent a lot of time together, it just kind of, you become this weird codependent mess where everything just works.
2: Yeah, we're just really comfortable with each other. And if there is like the sort of start of an argument, I think we both just sort of have this, mentality where we just like be quiet for a couple of minutes and we totally get over it and mm-hmm. then we just carry on because just we know for like two hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
3: well, then we
2: kind of just move on so there's not that much drama to i mean i would for sure like show some drama we just gotta get a bit more exciting don't we babe maybe on the pod
1: maybe talk, let's, let's transition here what's your new podcast about oh
0: it's called what on
1: earth what on earth
0: yeah okay w-o-t on Earth.
1: what does that mean can i
0: can i read you the description because yeah, i
1: you- <laughs> So guys, they're gonna they're gonna be coming out with a new podcast. So if you love the angelic Australian accent, they're gonna be doing that. And now you're gonna reveal what your podcast is gonna be on my podcast. Yeah, I mean, what, living what, large. <laughs> what better place? You gotta say what a nerd. What a nerd.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. That's the intro, though. <laughs> so, Pia and I like to have these kind of glass of wine, in depth conversations mm-hmm. about about life in general, and okay. just trying to work out things that maybe we don't really understand that we should understand as adults, right? right? so the the podcast the way i think we should describe it is this the show is called what on earth and it's the show where we discuss things that confuse us and make us question should we have paid just a little more attention at school
1: okay right (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: that wasn't the response i was hoping for
1: well i was uh, can you read it again
0: it's the show where we discuss things that confuse us and make us question, should we have paid a little more attention
1: at school? So how are you going to come up? You're just going to come up with... T- it's going to be like an educational type thing. An
0: educational... Education for adult idiots, basically. Okay, yeah. I yeah. like that. So, for example, clouds. What are they? Cumulonimbus. Why do they, why do they float? If they water, why don't they drop? Simple stuff They like do that. drop rain. Yeah, but not all the time. There's simple <laughs> things that I kind of... I know the theory of that yeah, water goes yeah. up, it floats, but what makes it come down? We want to explore basic education that most adults should know that we don't. I mm. feel
1: like instead of like drinking wine during this, you should probably smoke weed or something. Yeah, well, we live we <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> I know, if <but> we here, <laughs> Different story. Oh, that's going to be good. When are you guys going to start that? As soon as we get back. Oh, Wow. Mm. Okay.
2: We've actually got it all set up. It's not quite as pro as this, yeah, this set up here. Level. But it's
1: going to be very intimate. Are you going to have guests on the show? Yeah. We're not okay.
0: sure. I think we're going to do like six episodes just between us first. Get a feel for it. Get used to podcasting.
1: And then we'll go. Yeah. You guys are very good at planning. You're like, we're going to do six episodes. You plan your wedding. You plan your honeymoon. You plan out your videos.
2: Yeah, you got to plan that stuff. You can't <laughs> just rock up at your wedding. Well, I wanted to talk
1: about going back to like the the couple dynamic. How mm. do you guys balance work so one person's not doing all the work cuz you're editing the videos? Do you do more of the Slinky and want to talk about Slinky your brand?
2: Yeah, it's it, we have a really interesting dynamic because Kane is super creative and I'm a little bit more analytical. So right, right. with me being a lawyer, yeah. um I pretty much handle, you know, the sort of admin type things, a lot of our contract negotiation, dealing with the briefs from clients with like sponsored content and all that it's kind of turned into me like sort of liaising on that part and then scheduling his creativity in so he does all the editing and um all the shooting and everything like that but I feel like I do a lot of the emails <laughs> yeah he won't read a contract if I slapped it in the face well, do with
1: you it. do you guys have a lawyer or do you like use your lawyer skills to lawyer <laughs>
2: our manager is actually a lawyer oh, as well okay, okay. yeah so, so that's, that's that works out yeah I don't really practice anymore, but still, I feel like having that degree has helped me a lot because I don't think a lot of people realize that you know, being an influencer at the end of the day, you're actually running a company. Yeah, you know, like Uh it's it's a legitimate business. It's a media company. Yeah, Yeah, we hire staff. We have two different companies, and even that like corporate governance and everything that goes into running that. I'm really glad that I have the legal background to support me with that. Otherwise, I feel like I would be a little bit lost with what we do. Right. So that's kind of how we split our responsibility. Um, Cain does all the video editing and I do sort of, yeah, a bit more of the business running, I guess. That's awesome. We have a
0: rule as well at 8pm every day, regardless of how busy we are or if I've still got an edit to get out or whatnot, 8pm, phone's off, computer's off. We just chill out on the couch, have a glass of wine, watch TV, you know, just have to have that time because it's so easy. I mean, you must know this. It's so easy when you're in a relationship with someone that you're working with as Mm -hmm. well, Mm Suddenly, from six AM till bedtime becomes yeah. work. Yeah, you wake up, you check your phone, and before the person's even brushed their teeth, you're asking them like a contractual question. Yeah, and that kind of really takes the vibe and the buzz out of an actual relationship. As no, well. I agree, um, hundred yeah. percent. So we have this rule. We, we we try to not talk about work before breakfast. That doesn't always work, um, but then definitely eight PM onwards until like midnight, no work talk. That's really good.
2: Which is hard to do when you work in social media because where do you draw the line between you just being on it for like leisure mm. and yeah, just yeah, like yeah. browsing and consuming content, and where does that turn into? Oh, you're you know you're working or you're researching and stuff right. like that. So, yeah, we just decided that we need to sort of switch phones off and make sure that we.
1: That's a really good time. rule. I, and that's, that's, I awesome. don't think it would work otherwise. I think yeah. we'd, be, oh. we'd be at each other's throats. We'd Case be business partners. <laughs> 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 no, I think it's hard because, like, obviously I did the whole work, relationship, live together thing, and it's, like, probably one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do because it's to, to separate the balance mm. between all three because, like, normal people, I guess, not mm. in social media, go to their job. their Their yeah. other goes to their job, and then they come home and they spend that quality time together. Yeah,
0: and that quality time is spent discussing... The stuff that you did separately, yeah, you know, exactly. if you're together all the time, you know, I don't need Pierre to come home and tell me what you did 10 minutes ago. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's hard. It really is. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's a blessing to be able to do what I do, to be able to do what you guys do. So like every, obviously, relationship, work relationship has its its perks and its trade-offs. Mm. Um, but that's really awesome that you guys have been able to manage it because I know how hard it is yeah. firsthand uh, and it didn't go my way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I see a lot, I
0: see a lot of couples that work in this industry that are strained oh hell yeah
1: 2018 was like every youtube couple broke up (laughs) yeah it was like we broke up was the the number one title for videos you know so many of those videos i know um uh yeah yeah
0: (laughs) No no comment it does
2: get hard like especially if you're really busy we have a a fair few brand deals that in the last couple of weeks we've had to do and i feel like it's been really quite full on especially when you're creating content that you're not just doing for fun but a lot of them are like you know client briefs Mm -hmm. and stuff like that that's when it does get really hard but i don't know we've been together for such a long time that yeah you
1: guys are like have basically been married for nine years basically i would say say. so. yo guys i interrupt this episode to let you know that this episode is brought to you by blinkist In today's day and age we talked about it on the podcast today it's gonna be hard it's hard to find some time to sit down and actually read you know we got social media it's so time consuming it's so addictive you may, you know, you don't have the time to read a book or develop yourself. That's where this app, Blinkist, comes into play, guys. It's the only app that takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes so you guys can read it or listen to it. I mean, I, I'd rather spend 15 minutes reading a whole book than a whole five hours. Uh, I use Blinkist because, like I said... I don't have to spend as much time reading. I can get all the information that I want to know. There's some popular books on there. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and The 4-Hour Workweek, some of my favorites that are on there. Guys, right now for a limited time, Blinkist has a special office for your, our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash large to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist spelled B- B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash large to start your seven-day free trial. Blinkist.com slash large. Um, I want to talk about your brand Slinky. So you guys started off making YouTube, or not YouTube, yoga mats. Mm. Yeah. And now you're like, you built the following. And how has that worked out for you for the bathing suits now?
2: Yeah, it's great. So what we did was we, we started with yoga mats. And then once we made a little bit of money there, we expanded into sportswear. So we started making... Um, you know, tights and sports bras and t-shirts and stuff like that, and More everything. female
1: driven. Mm-hmm. Currently, it's entirely okay. yeah.
2: So currently, it's entirely female driven. But what we came up with was that every product that we made was made with recycled. Um, you know fabrics, oh, wow. so everything's made from recycled fishing nets that they actually pull out of the ocean, Whoa. and yeah, and turn into into fabric, and that's what we use. So then we recently expanded into um, swimwear in the last year or so, and now we've got the two different warehouses. So we've got one warehouse here in Chicago, which you know it means we can deliver to the USA mm-hmm. a lot quicker because we were struggling from Australia to yeah, send yeah. to the USA because it took like ten seven to ten days and yeah. whatnot, and everybody here wants things like immediately. Yeah, of course. So we <laughs> made- <laughs> Yeah.
1: Generation. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. So, um, so now, yeah, we've got the warehouse here and one in Australia, and it, it runs great. We've got a couple of staff, um, you know, in Australia, sort of running. Did you come it. up with
1: that name, Slinky? Yeah, we what, came up there with any it together. Meaning?
2: Not so much. It was more the the feeling of the name that we liked. But Kane and I, honestly, we just looked at. All, we, we wrote down all these different words and we just wanted something that was a bit abstract, like didn't yeah. have a proper meaning to it. Um, and so, yes, Slinky just stuck. We uh-huh. just
0: we just kept saying, go to the gym and get Slinky. Yeah. Okay. So, like, the hashtag became Get Slinky because the girls are going it's to like, the gym to Ooh. try and get Slinky. Like, I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was just okay. kind of a fun play on words.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's really cool. And um, you do that all e-commerce? Yeah. Or do you have any in so stores? So, we, we were
0: stocked in 150 stores last year. Mm. Um, but without getting into too much depth. When you do stock in a store, obviously you've got to give a huge reduction in, yeah, your, yeah. in your fee so that they can the store can make money. Um, and so actually we pulled back all of our stockists, uh, one in October last year, mm. and now our revenue's doubled. Yeah. Oh, whoa. From now only s- selling online, our revenue has gone up 200%.
2: So we've pulled it in. Now you can only get it at slinky.com. And it means that we're actually in control of the entire customer experience Mm. as well. Because when the stockists were selling it, they weren't packaging it the way we do. You know, they might not have had the right customer service. And this just brought us into control of the Mm -hmm. label again. And yeah, doubled doubled our sort of This is probably one of
1: the most important things that people need to learn. Like when you become a social media influencer or whatever it is, you can't really rely on YouTube AdSense and brand deals. No, no. You kind of have to start, which your business, your guys' YouTube and... Instagram is a business, mm. and now you have to start an actual business where you can like make money. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah.
0: Well, isn't the phrase that you've got to have if, as a self-employed person? You should never rely on like one revenue stream. You should have, like, I think, seven different sources. That's what I have. Yeah. I have like seven different yeah. revenue streams. So that could be an affiliate link. It could be YouTube AdSense. It could be Instagram brand deals. Match. But then you know they're all things mm. that are out of your le- out of your control, and that can then really hit you when things like the algorithm change. Yeah. Mm all of a sudden you can't guarantee 500,000 views because well that's not your fault yeah. for some reason youtube now favor this guy over yeah, here yeah, yeah. and then your business is kind of you know in someone else's hands so yeah we've kind of gone down this route of of trying to be in control of our business as a self-employed person mm. and Instagram and YouTube are the bonuses. And also
2: focusing on building an email database so that our entire business doesn't just sit on, you know, a a third party platform. Mm. We always think to ourselves like, imagine if we had 2 million followers on MySpace, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're like, we can't sort of sit here. We've quit our, you know, previous careers to do this. So like, it just seems like we're kind of foolproofing ourselves a little bit by having, you know, a business and we've got a couple of other projects that we're working on that we're gonna launch soon mm-hmm. to just diversify the revenue streams a little bit because yeah, we don't wanna be sitting on, on MySpace. Right, right.
1: How, how important would you say as like a business owner to give out, like, cause you guys obviously have built a lot of relationships in the social media space where you have all these people, all these friends that have millions of followers. Mm. Mm. How important is it to reach out to them and gift people stuff. Do you guys do that?
2: Yeah, we do that. With is everything that, that we drop, we send out a fair bit of gifting.
1: Would you say that the majority of your business is driven from you guys alone or would you say relationships or?
0: I mean, that's that's a, that's a constant evolution actually. So when we first started, we didn't know anyone in social media. Right. There was not many people in social media, especially in Australia. Um, so we largely relied on peer going, hey guys, new yoga pants available. Click here. Yeah, that was also a time when Pia was getting 100% reach. as well. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, yeah. So then you know <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. No. Yeah. So that, that was the you know they couldn't have 10 huge influencers. Yeah, yeah. Um, now that's changed. So now we're relying a little bit more on our friends and family. Not family really, but you know, <laughs>
1: the, the, mom and dad. They're yeah. going to church. Can you buy something, oh, please? Buy some. <laughs> <laughs> no, but
0: like the, the girls that. We particularly gift to are also people that are self-starters that have their own businesses okay. as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like so a give and take. Yeah, yeah so well, then when they have something come out, they'll gift it to Peer and then we kind of all mutually scratch each other's backs.
2: Yeah, and at the end of the day, we wanted to build a label that was independent of us. So it's not just like our merch, but we we started off with me modeling it all. But mm-hmm. now if you actually look at the website, we use other influencers right, right. as the models mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's by us, but it's not just us. Sort yeah, of. Yeah, it's becoming more
1: of a brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. can
2: stand alone.
1: That's really awesome. Do you mm-hmm. ever feel Cause it goes back to like Filming things right And like The passport situation Do you mm-hmm. ever feel like Cause I I personally I know the answer For myself for this Do you ever feel like You never get to really live In the moment Yes Especially and- Sorry, no, go on, you say this.
2: I just feel like there's so many things out there now that I have to do to be an influencer. Like Uh it used to be so easy, like, okay, my photo for Instagram and then we started YouTube, great. Then all of a sudden I had to do Insta stories and now IGTV and like all these different platforms. And now when, exactly, now a podcast. And now like something cool happens, what do you do? Do you pick up your vlog camera? Do you, you know, go on Insta stories? Like I'm so overwhelmed now with all the different platforms that I have to constantly maintain that it's like, it is you sometimes you're not living in the moment. It's very
0: difficult because we get and I'm this is no no way a complaint, but we do get to go to some really incredible places. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me about them, I can only tell you what I saw in the vlog. Right, right. Because I yeah, I have been to, you know, Bora Bora. But do I like it? I don't really know. Yeah. I got picked up at the airport, I got shown what I was meant to show, and I took some great video and that was it. Right. So like this week we're here at Coachella, we are we have one job. Last lasts like four hours on Saturday okay, and then we're here to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going so to put down a, the camera? And we've done three Coachella's work. Yeah, put down the camera. We did two Coachella's in a row um, two years ago, like week one and week two with brands. And then last year we just did one week. So we've done three Coachella's now. An and honestly, I haven't really enjoyed it. I've mm-hmm. had a great time meeting people and working with the brands. That was cool but I can honestly say I didn't see one artist play Mm. at Coachella
2: people think it's so easy to like people think we're just like frolicking around on the beach and relaxing Uh but realistically you're doing like constant photo shoot you're doing the production the styling Mm. the hair and makeup for it you know everything that goes into creating content is so much more so for us it felt like last Coachella was literally a three day long photo shoot rather than going and like partying and enjoying ourselves
1: no I feel you like when I was daily vlogging man like I don't really remember those days unless I go back And watch the video. That's
0: right. You watch the video for the for the memories, which is also cool. It's cool. I'm I'm actually super happy that we started this started the vlog because what happened was we were out at the uh, the Sydney Opera House taking a photo for Pia, um, wearing some clothing for Instagram. And this was just when her Instagram was starting to start starting to pop. Mm And I was like, this is crazy. Like, how would we explain this job to your kids? You know, you you were a lawyer, and now you're taking photos and getting kind of the same amount of money. This is this is insane. And I had her um, little point and click camera in my hand. And I just held it up and said, oh, you know what, I'm gonna vlog this. And that's how the vlog started. Yeah. Uh, n- not for any other reason other than I thought this this career that she had gone down was just so crazy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And th- the money she was making was more than me now. And I was getting <laughs> mad. I'm like, this is, this is nuts. Like we gotta yeah, record yeah. this. This might be a six week bubble or this might be a six year career, but right. I don't know. But I wanna record it because this is insane
2: we also kind of found that because we were doing it together and we have you know we goof around a lot Mm -hmm. we don't take it that seriously so it kind of turned out that the the better content was the behind the scenes of us trying to get the photo rather than the final like polished photo Mm -hmm. and so filming that and just kind of like showing people our real personalities was just a, a massive change for us because we had my instagram i already had like you know, a million or mm-hmm. something on Instagram when we started YouTube, Right. and so it was kind of the first time that all these people who were following me even heard heard us like speak or like mm. got kind of a window. That's like into the best thing ever because like
1: when you see a girl on Instagram, you're like, I wonder what her voice sounds like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this was before IG Stories, 100. Yeah. yeah, saying so, like no one ever, no no one ever knew, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and I think people often have this kind of opinion about a girl that's happy to just go. And, Put ourselves in a bikini on on the internet, mm. you know. <laughs> that, I know I do. Yeah. So like to, to actually put a uh, uh, a voice to that face. Yeah, that's is a, special. That's
1: why I love YouTube. It's because it adds personality. Yeah, You don't really know anything about uh the person when you see them because it's obviously it's based on first appearance. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's why I love vlogs because people can actually like get to know you, it's the real you, and as well. people come up to you even if they watch your content and they like. They're like, yo, what up, Kane and Pia? Like, yeah. and you're like, well, I don't know you. Last you know? Know. <laughs> Funny like- story,
0: last year at Coachella, a girl came up to me and said, how's your ear? And I was like, what, what? how do you know? Because yeah. two weeks earlier, I'd gone deaf in my left ear. Mm. Oh, Completely really? deaf, had an ear infection. And I was, I, was, I was out for like three, four weeks, couldn't hear a thing. And this girl came up to me and said, how's your ear? Mm. And I was so freaked out. And then I realized it was because we vlogged it <laughs> a month beforehand. And she was yeah. following along. And she was generally, generally concerned. Yeah. You know, right? Isn't it crazy? People really, really connect with you on video. Yeah, and it's I crazy
2: because when you travel... It, you kind of like mm-hmm. you look at the numbers of views and all that but it's really hard to like put that into oh this many people actually sat and right, watched right. us for 10 minutes
1: yeah. <laughs> you know would you say because you do travel a lot yeah. or oh, yeah. do the majority of your views come from u.s do they come from the country you go to do you like where's your demographic so would you say
0: the majority of our channel audience is u.s mm. okay but if we go to a country and we make a good video that it's almost like the country receives it well, yeah, and yeah. then they just share it. Okay. Yeah. So, for example, the Maldives video, which had 12 million views, which got pulled, I think 8 million came from Maldives and Sri Lanka. Oh wow! Yeah, they, like they were watching it, going, "Wow!" I think also they don't get to see what their country looks like. Right, right. So it's a nice way for them to kind of experience that.
1: Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys get that back. That's kind yeah, of yeah, I'm sure you will. Like, it's so stupid. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we where, do you, where do you guys see the future? Because I stopped vlogging mm. yeah. and I don't what? really uh
0: because i like your vlogs yeah. Were, yeah. your your we vlogs are very them. cinematic which I, I kind of appreciate yeah which is
1: why i loved your vlogs and i was always doing research on what you were filming and what camera you were using because mm. i really loved your like luts and your skin tones and i was like how the fuck does this guy do this uh, <laughs> half malaysian that's why yeah you guys have really nice smooth skin and i <laughs> just my sony a7r just doesn't capture my skin <laughs> i'll call i'll grade you yeah. i'm going to need a tutorial um, why did i stop vlogging um, well, I was did it for a t- a two years, mm-hmm. and I was kind of burnt out. I felt like every single video was the same shit. I wasn't yeah. leaving my house. I wasn't doing anything. And I felt like I got to the point where I knew what I needed to do during the day and how much stuff I needed to film and yeah. what my clickbait was going to be, that it just became mm-hmm. not what it was. And the burnout is real, hey? Yeah, yeah.
0: I I, I found that straight after the wedding, we would kind of had such so much buildup to this big day. And it wasn't your regular buildup. It was the wedding, plus also, hey guys, we've got seven videographers, we've got drones, we've got yeah. this. So we were trying to arrange kind of a media event and a wedding, which yeah. was a really bad way to, uh-huh. to kind of approach it. But I wanted the video to be my favorite video. And yeah, even yeah. now we watch it so many times. It's really, it captured every moment that I wanted to capture, which is great. But man, after that wedding, we we, didn't do anything for two weeks. Oh my
2: gosh, we put all the weight we lost for the wedding straight Which back you on because we just sat there and vegged out. We had crepes like four days in a <laughs> yeah, row. I, we we just, should, though. yeah, yeah. We just because
1: like, yeah, your whole like, and that's that's what goes back to like living life for a video. Yeah, but you I know couldn't, I couldn't even pick up the camera for
0: like a month after
1: that's how I am right now I tried to vlog the other day and I'm just like fuck man this doesn't feel right mm. it's just f- weird
0: and you've got Did- to do it you've got to do it because you want to do it
1: right otherwise right. It, it I want to do it trust me but I'm just like I don't want to do the same thing that I was doing I don't want to mm. pick up the camera and be like good day donation welcome back but first you know mm. I don't yeah. want to go through that format again I want to like I kind of wanted to take a break and, and see if my brain kind of comes up with some new ideas yeah. and new formats and new ways to do it mm. rather than just falling into that, you know, same production or whatever, yeah. like a newscast Because every it's day, easy you know? to fall
0: into that kind of routine.
1: Routine, that's what I was you know, And yeah. then
0: the audience know what to expect. And if you're not keeping it fresh, then they're not that interested. And your life looks
1: boring. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. Know?
2: We like, did that right after the wedding. We literally that, took a month off and then came back with like... You know, season three of the vlogs yeah, had like yeah. different titles. Like, came just out there and just, just took some time yeah, just and just like reinvented it a little bit. Um,
0: but don't you find that's a problem though? Because I know you. I know your life isn't boring. I see your IG stories. Like, mm-hmm. you're having a great time. But the the problem I think with social media is we're all comparing all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I got into this habit, and I have had to stop. I'd wake up and immediately my alarm would go off, so I'd grab my phone. Yep. And once it's in my hand. Almost by default, I would turn the alarm off, swipe up, bottom right, open Instagram, Like yep, scrolling yep. before I'd even clean the sleep out of my eyes. Mm-hmm. At which point I'm like, oh, no, they're at catch. Oh, no, they went to Warwick last night. Oh, yeah, yeah. FOMO. <laughs> you know, why? I've yeah, got yeah. a great life. Yeah. yeah. I'm married. I've got a dog. I've got mm-hmm. a nice house. Why am I feeling so crap? within 15 seconds of waking up mm. and it was because I'm mm-hmm. comparing myself so I get what you're saying about the kind of thing yeah. with, with the vlogs because I know your life isn't boring but also you're constantly comparing So well I saw what Yes Theory did I saw what Logan did I saw what yeah. you know oh I wanna, I've got to be that uh-huh. vlog and mm-hmm. that vlog and I see people buying new cameras and I'm like oh I need a new camera now. Yeah, and I don't.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. But I but want one.
2: To be honest, I think that's why we find it a lot easier to vlog when we're travelling. Hmm. Like when we're at home, say we're at home for a month or so, we find it a lot harder to pick up the camera because we're just in this environment that is kind of like normal to us right, and there's right. nothing exciting. Like It's not like we can walk around and be like, wow, look at this because it's just our normal environment. So then I, we feel like we need to come up with like, Ideas for the vlog that we haven't done before. Whereas when we're traveling, it comes really natural to us to pick up the camera right, and kind of discover new, new places yeah. with, the, with the audience. Yeah,
1: and I think I've mm. talked about this on the podcast. I kind of went down that little rabbit hole of like comparing myself like, oh, Jake got this mansion mm. for $8 million. Logan bought a $7 million mansion. This guy got this car. This guy got that car. And I'm like, holy fuck, all these dudes are leveling up so yeah. hard yeah. and just dropping cash, 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 cash. And I've talked about this, so then I was like, oh, let me try this. Like, ooh, spent this much money, spent the, and it didn't work for me. No, mm. And I had to really hone in on, like, because that's not me. No, yeah. you know, Like, it's I not. wear skinny jeans and Vans. You but know? imagine, how, imagine <laughs> how much harder it is
0: for girls as well. And I noticed this last year, uh, this time last year, actually, at Coachella. Because, you know, I follow all these girls and guys from all around the world. And then when you see them in real life, they're so different, like, yeah. visually. Yeah. And that's fine, if you wanna retouch your photos crazy so that I can't even recognize you, <laughs> that's fine, you know, no drama. But just the fact that everyone that I saw looked so different mm-hmm. in real life meant that they're having that thought as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. They're all comparing, they're all feeling inadequate, they're all feeling insecure, and they're all then trying to fix themselves up to look like this norm that doesn't actually exist. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's and like, do, so we even, dangerous. do we
1: even go to Coachella anymore for, actually wanting to go to Coachella or do we go there so people know that we went to Coachella? That's right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, I go and I get fucking wasted and I have a great ass time. Like you guys saw me like sleeping on a picnic table last year. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't
0: your finest moment. But
1: But, like I go and have a good ass time and that's something Mm. that I've actually learned to do more, especially in the last like three months since my life shifted so much. Like Mm. I've really stopped giving a fuck about what everyone else is doing and i even read this book called the subtle art of not giving a fuck yeah it's a great book right yeah and i had him on the podcast guys that'll come out in may when he drops his new book um but yeah man i've really just tried to focus on me and not really give a shit what other people have what other people are doing yeah it's hard it's,
0: it's hard in la though it is hard because everyone is beautiful everyone's hustling you know a thousand percent everyone's trying to Kind of outdo everyone else, mm-hmm. which is good. I mean, it's a nice entrepreneurial spirit to have, but at what cost to your own mental health? Right, you've got to kind of find that balance. But
2: I like your attitude because at the end of the day, I feel like if you're having more fun, and then you quickly pop an IG story up or something, right? It's so transparent when you're genuinely having mm, fun, you uh-huh. know. So, like the way we try to view it is like if we can have more fun, the content will be better. So we every time we go to events, you know, we don't just go in like quickly. Uh, Say hi to people and then bail and get out of there. We always go. We'll have a couple of champagnes. We we try to make a lot of fun out of it, and I think that sort of comes across in the content. I think it shows for sure. Yeah.
1: Where do you think the future of like like social media is? Like, do you think because it's saturated more than ever now, right? And obviously, you got in at the right time on Instagram. Mm. I got in at the right time with the vlogs and Instagram. Right place, right time. It's like, Mm. how the fuck? Does someone become a social media star these days?
2: Everyone is a social media yeah. star. Now. We've but got the
0: thing in Australia now called nano influencers, which are influencers I think with less than a thousand followers. Oh that's So that's everyone. That's a
2: thing. Okay. Yeah.
1: They call them They have a name for them And they're getting jobs
2: It's really interesting Because really? we see the other side of things With Slinky mm-hmm. So we see people on like Literally a thousand Three thousand followers And they email And they're like Hi can you send me all this for free And I'll feature you And we're like Wow Like this has become Such a mammoth yeah. Industry And every single person It's so easy For someone to take a photo You know Facetune it a little bit uh-huh. Upload it And build a bit of an audience mm. But that's why we like The fact that we've gone over to YouTube Because right. there's so much more effort you That goes face-tune into it YouTube
1: No Right yeah. I mean, you can. Really? I mean, Jordan. Ta- <laughs> how? <laughs> <laughs> can we get uh, a tutorial? On well, that? you can face tune like at your face actually the, with Da Vinci.
0: Okay, yeah. we're gonna have to talk about Run this that cause yeah, <laughs> I, <Yeah>. definitely, <laughs> I definitely want to look a little bit thinner in no, tomorrow's vlog. You'll have to talk to
1: Jordan Taylor. I don't we know how to do out, it. Like, okay, but he can definitely like smooth your face. I'm gonna look the like, rock next week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Da Vinci is a whole another platform that I don't even. I mean, I think for me, the future of social media is definitely Mm. video-based. What do you think vertical? Because IGTV is pushing so hard for this Mm. shit, and I think it's just not so cool.
2: I've done a couple in the last few... Because my engagement's a little bit down on my Instagram. Hell
1: fucking yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're preaching. Everyone's is. They changed the algorithm. I used to get 700,000 views on a story. I get 120,000. Yeah, Yeah. Like, not bitching and moaning about 120,000, but like 700 to 120 is The thing that gets
0: me is there's no you know you can like promote a, you can pay to promote a post right, right. within Instagram but you can't pay to promote to your own audience I know so like I've I've spent all this time building an audience over here Pierre spent all that time building an audience over there and we can never actually hit them uh-huh. Yeah. that kills me yeah. but I've
2: done a couple of IGTV like styling videos and they're so much fun to do like it doesn't take long for us to edit them and get them up and because I put them on IGTV and there's not many people putting right. stuff on IGTV they, do well. they mm. did quite well like they were on the explore page and everything. did they drive so, traffic
1: to your actual page though? yeah oh, Okay. Yeah. so I just got to start uploading IGTV yeah. Yeah. videos just yeah. your, your amazing fashion yeah. Yeah.
2: Great. Do that Yaw. styling video. <laughs> I, I
0: think no, I think horizontal video is always going to be though. Me too. Hundred percent. Because your
1: eyes see that way. Your eyes yeah. don't see vertical. No. You know, like. I find
0: sixteen by nine very very uh, nine, nine by by sixteen. 16 yeah. Very
1: restrictive. Yeah. You can't show anything. No.
2: But it was so disheartening when it first came out because we were like, oh my gosh, we've been putting all this effort into YouTube content. Right. We could upload this on here, except it's just in a completely wrong right. format. Right. That's so, why I flipped it. Yeah. so
1: you can't show shit in a vertical format. I also you know?
2: feel like with IGTV, you're best off at like two to three minutes. Yeah. Like it's still gotta be snackable content. Mm-hmm. It can't be like a 10, 15 minute vlog. Right, no one's no like, one-
1: cause Instagram's just built, like when you go on Instagram, you're like, all right, I'm 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 here to spend like no more than three minutes. It's a time yeah. killer. Yeah. yeah, it's a time killer. So what do you think the future of social media is? Oh, man, if I knew I'd be the biggest social media star in the world. TikTok?
2: Uh, Are we supposed to be doing TikTok? (laughs) No,
1: we're not. We're too old for that.
2: (laughs) It's cringy at this point, isn't it?
1: I don't know, man. I think uh, what I've kind of seen a shift in is people are kind of... The vlogging was huge, right? Mm -hmm. And I saw people really enjoy that. But vlogging got to the point where it was all clickbait. It got to the point where it was all just like... You know, a million Fruit Loops in my yeah. pool, like why? Like, like very stupid sh- shock yeah. content, yeah, yeah, shock content. And I think people got sick of the bullshit. Mm. And what I've noticed in a shift in people consuming content, I've noticed people are enjoying podcasts a lot more. Mm. I've noticed people are enjoying documentaries a lot more, like the Shane Dawson series and yeah. even Logan doing the Flat Earth. I think people want, and I think this is a good idea for your podcast. People are looking for more content that they can learn from, yeah, mm. and like educate them rather than like whoa you have a million fruit loops in your pool so fucking cool all right on to the next video they want like knowledge they want to be able to like relate even more Mm -hmm. like you you think you open up on your vlogs like the shit i've said on my podcast i would have never said in my vlogs but it's like people just want to know so much more than you're already giving them they want to know fucking everything and they want you to be honest and transparent so i think that's where content is going you like you literally have to be open about everything Mm. yeah no privacy right (laughs) really excited about that yeah (laughs) Yeah. 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 but that's where i would say that i've seen it feel because like look 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 what people like to consume they like to consume the kardashians where they think it's reality tv yeah Mm. they don't know it's scripted reality they like to to consume the shane dawson How series because it's real it's around drama it's mm. like oh fuck, like because people have real things happening in their lives that they yeah. want to be able to relate to through other people yeah. so it's like if they see that you guys are a married couple and you guys fight like oh we're not the only ones you know like yeah. relationships yeah. are fucking hard it's not it's not all perfect like you know me and kylie perceived it to be you know what i'm saying like see, that's
0: the thing with our vlogs <clears throat> I, I don't want to put if we have an argument right. firstly if Obviously, you
1: can't put that shit out there. B- yeah.
0: b- but the, the the question is, should you? Right. You know, because otherwise,
1: you're kind of putting this one sided view of life yeah, up. Yeah. That's why I like the podcast because I can talk about it. Mm. I can't put the actual argument. You're out, not gonna right? like yeah. mid
2: argument turn on the camera, right. out, yeah, exactly.
1: Because that's not right. <laughs> yeah. But like on my podcast, i will be like, yeah. So like, you know, we had arguments about this and yeah. that, yeah. and like you can learn from it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So you could teach people where. You know, you're, you're separate from the conversation. You're not as heated. You're not as emotional. Yeah. So right. it's like you kind of look back like you guys do and laugh at it. It's mm. like, wow, we argued about, you know, leaving dishwash, the dishes in the dishes. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. stuff like that.
2: Yeah, that's nice. I like this format. Like you could, you, because you're just sitting down, you're sharing things and you're sharing mm-hmm. thoughts. So I guess you get a lot deeper. But that's interesting what you say about the content on YouTube because we're like in this constant battle between. Do we upload less regularly but really nicely put Mm. together content, thought through with a decent storyline, nice cinematics and all that sort of stuff? Or is it quantity? You know, do you just make sure? Because the whole daily vlogging was such Uh a thing that sometimes if you open a daily vlog, one day might be kind of average, right? right? right, right. But you're still uploading it because you're like, I've got to constantly have that quantity of content going Mm out. So, But with the Shane Dawson things, like, you know, he, he doesn't upload as regularly, but... He these uploads are like,
1: like once every four months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? But so it's, it's, a, it's
0: a dangerous situation to be in when we're, we're, our content is governed by the way the algorithm is pushing oh, content. yeah. Because yeah. you're saying last year daily vlogs were popping. So you, a lot of people, maybe yourselves included, were vlogging daily mm. because you knew it would get more views. Right. Maybe not because you wanted to. Maybe not because you even had the, the content ready to go. Right. But because you knew it would work
1: and i'm the same as you i love quality yeah. yeah me and you are cinematic camera guys yeah i had to bite my tongue and really take a drop in quality <laughs> for the quantity yeah. yeah and it sucked but i knew i had to for the business side of it you know mm. what i'm saying
0: that's a real shame as a, as
1: a creator yeah of course
0: you want to be creative yeah
1: yeah you know yeah, yeah alright guys well I appreciate it That's uh, that brings us to like a 45 minute episode here wow. I appreciate you guys being on you guys can check out their brand Slinky you guys I'll link everything down below you're Thank gonna you. start the Thank podcast you. soon when you get back two weeks two weeks check out their <laughs> vlog channel let's hope they get their 12 million views back Yes, mateys <laughs> it's been a crikey of a show today we caught some wallabies <laughs> and had some Foster's beer in the barbie <laughs> we'll see you guys next time on Living Large deuces oh. deuces
4: Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.